everybody welcome to what's my story podcast how i got from there to here episode four sometimes you want to leap into your dream sometimes you want to do something different because you know you were made for something greater but everybody maybe even including people in your family are telling you mm, no you shouldn't do that is that familiar to you well let's tell that story today Hey y'all, what's happening? Robert Kennedy the third here, RK3, that's me. Welcome to another episode, episode four, to be exact, of the What's My Story podcast. So glad that you could be with us again here. We've had some amazing guests, some amazing stories, and I hope that you've not only found them valuable, but you found them transformational. I hope you've been able to apply some of the principles and really been able to transform your own life so that you can do something better. Before we jump into the show today, I really want to just shout out our sponsor, Kayla O'Brien Media. We'll hear from her a little bit more later, but if you want to make sure that your visibility and your video is on point, if you want to make sure that your message is out there and you want to be able to have that put together in a way that people know that you're serious, you're professional, and huh, you're an expert, right? Get in touch with Kayla O'Brien. Go to KaylaO'BrienMedia.com. Again, we'll hear a little bit more from her. We're watching the Watch My story podcast live here on video, but we also do it on audio every Thursday morning. Go to what's my story podcast dot live and you will see the latest episode in the audio version. That's that's kind of crazy. I just said see, but we're talking about audio. You can hear the latest episode via audio. What's my story podcast dot live and you will hear this episode as well as the other three. You can look at it or you can listen to it while you're driving in your car and learn and hear some amazing things as well. Don't forget to share it with your friend. It's on uh, iTunes. Well, why am I saying iTunes? It's just like back in the day. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, all of the major podcast networks, they're there. So make sure that you check out the What's My Story podcast on the audio networks and share it with a friend because we know that you want to be nice and be kind. All right. Now, as we talk about visibility and as we talk about making sure that you're able to share your story in on a greater platform, one of the reasons why some people don't share their stories enough is because they're a little bit freaked out by getting on camera. So let's fix that, shall we? On May 2nd, we're going to be starting the Confident on Camera Challenge. If you want to get involved with that, go to confidentoncamerachallenge.com. Yeah, see, we made it really easy for you. Not complicated. <laughs> go to confidentoncamerachallenge.com. We're going to be talking about the fundamentals of looking good on camera. We're going to be talking about structuring your story so that you're not rambling and you know where to start, where to go, and where to end up with your story and your message every time that you're on camera. So if you want to do those things, if you want to be more fabulous, if you want to great, create more visibility for yourself, for your message and for your business, you want to be with us for five days starting May 2nd at 6 p.m. Go to confidentoncamerachallenge.com and we're going to make this thing rock and roll together. Listen, today 
we've got another awesome and amazing guest. Alicia butler Pierre is the founder of Equilibria Inc., an operations management firm specializing in increasing the bandwidth for fast-growing small business. She's a she's a podcast host. She is a two times, yes, not one, but two times best-selling author, and she's generated over a million views. Woo! That's seven figures, y'all. She has generated over a million views with her online content. Alicia, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Uh, Rob, thank you so much. Can we go on the road together? Like, you know, <laughs> just as each other's cheerleaders, because wow, what an introduction. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. I'm so glad you're here. So we we talked, let's, let's kind of just... Uh, introduce you to the world for a second here. I okay. mean, not to the world because you've got, you, you've got, you've got fans. I'm sure you got fans. People, when, when we, when I said that we were going to be introducing or interviewing Alicia Butler Peer today, people said, oh my gosh, she's awesome. She's amazing. So tell us a little bit about oh, wow. what you do. Yeah. I, I, I've, we've got Equilibria Inc. But um, before we go back in your story, tell us a little bit about what you do now. What I do now is I, help increase capacity, as you mentioned earlier, and bandwidth for fast-growing small businesses. So mm -hmm. these are companies that are already in existence, and they have a different type of problem, Rob. They don't have an issue of not having enough customers. They have too many. Ooh. And because of that, they need to make sure that they have their processes, their systems, mm -hmm. and that overall business infrastructure in place to be able to sustain that growth. Love it. So that's Love what it. I do. <laughs> love it. Love it. And, and, and you make that sound so simple, but I think I what know. happens is that in our businesses, a lot of us, we get caught up, we get, we're heads down and we don't recognize when we need help sometimes until it's until something breaks. Right? Yes. Until, <laughs> until, yeah, irreparable damage has taken place. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how did you know, that you wanted to do this. A lot of us have challenges in our lives and we hear this thing about, you know, follow your passion, follow your purpose, do something you love. How did you know that this was something that you loved? That is a very interesting question because yeah. I didn't know. Okay. My career started off, I was, I was a chemical engineer. Yeah. So I was on that path of being an engineer for the next 20, 30 years of my life. But yeah. it didn't take me long, Rob, to realize that I don't want to do this for the rest of my career. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to, to quickly answer your question, I actually, my business started off as a professional organizing company, believe, believe it or not. And what I found was that most of the people that I worked with, it wasn't that they were chronically disorganized people, and they certainly were not hoarders. They were operating home-based businesses. And the reason things were getting chaotic was not because, again, they, they just were by nature disorganized people. Yeah. They just needed systems and processes in place that they could follow so that they could keep everything that related or pertained to their business separate from all of the other things going on throughout yeah. the house. And so that's it has since evolved from professional organizing to business infrastructure. Wow. Wow. So you found a connection there in some ways. It wasn't just kind of these two ridiculously separate 
careers or fields, you found a, a connection between the organization. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm organizing some, but okay, there's this structure. There's there's a blueprint. There's a framework that people have to operate by um, in order yes. to to scale and to grow business. So let's go back. Uh, one of the things that we really do on this show is really go to pivotal moments in people's lives, in their business, in their career, moments where you're like, oh, crap, right? Moments where you're like, this is challenging. This is crazy. I don't know if I'm going to make it through this this next place. Or I don't know where that next level of success is. So for you, that was right around 2005. You decided that you're not going to do this career thing anymore and you're going to step out and become an entrepreneur. Ooh, sounds yes. sexy. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I wish I I wish there was a sexy story behind that decision, Rob, but yeah. but honestly, it was you know how the universe whenever you're supposed to receive a certain message, it'll just come to you in so many different ways, shapes and forms and fashions. And that's what happened with me. I, it first started actually about six months before 2005. So toward the end of 2004, Mm -hmm. I was living in new Orleans and you know, everyone knows how easily the city floods it's below sea level. And I was stuck in my house during a tropical storm. And I remember having a moment, you know, I, I literally thought I was going to die by right. drowning, death by drowning. And once the, 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 the rain stopped, the waters receded, I just had it on my mind, you've got to get out. You've mm-hmm. got to get out. You have to quit your job. You'll graduate from business school in a few months. And after that, baby girl, you need to put your house up on the market for sale and leave. And yeah. that's what I did. And it seemed so crazy because I didn't have a job lined up. Wow. I had no idea what I was about to do. I just, I just had this intense, nagging feeling, this intuitive thought that I had to leave and I had to leave quick, fast and in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And I relocated, Rob, to Atlanta, Georgia, where I knew one person when I first relocated here, did yeah. not have a job lined up. And I spent about the first two months actively looking for a job. Endlessly job searching. And it just seemed, it was right around the time when everything was was shifting online. You you had to fill out your applications online. And then it's like it went into a black hole and you didn't hear or see anything else. And it didn't take me long, fortunately, to realize, you know what, for the same amount of time, effort, and energy that I'm spending trying to look for a J-O-B working for someone else, I could redirect that same time, effort, and energy into creating an opportunity for myself. And just to quickly circle back to, you know, how you start to receive these messages that you're on the right path or on the right track. Everything that I happen to read, Rob, things, documentaries that I may have watched, magazine articles that I may have read, everything was, was communicating this message of we're all born and blessed with natural skills, talents, and abilities. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, through self, you know, through introspection, I had to figure out, well, what is it that I'm naturally very good at? And that's where the organizing came into play. Yeah. And so I I started an organizing business around April or May of 2005. Yeah. So let's talk about, I think sometimes when we hear the backstory of successful people, 
we hear pieces of it and and it's kind of like oh yep i made this this decision or i made this jump or this thing happened and so i decided i was going to do this i decided i was going to pack up and move to atlanta and people feel like everything was smooth from there you just you made this decision and like you oh success just came right oh no what were some of the oh my gosh did i make the right decision moments that you that you had when when after you moved to atlanta when i first moved to atlanta i remember i got sued Mm -hmm. wow (laughs) i was sued by a a tenant that I had. So the home that I lived in, in in New Orleans, I rented out the front part of my home Uh and my tenant, I was, I was served papers. Wow. So this was about my first or second week living in Atlanta. So I had to, I had to scrap, scrimp and scrape and uh, excuse me, save to fly back to New Orleans for that court day. So that, I mean, instantly I thought, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah, This is not going to work. This is a sign. This is a sign that it's not going to work. I'm not supposed to do this. Right. I remember I, I got a boot on my car, wow. uh, parking somewhere where I didn't belong. It was, it was a series of, of, mis, uh, of misadventures and unfortunate events. And mm. I had to be careful about who I shared some of those things with because people would come back and say, well, you know what? You should, you should have never left. You should have just stayed where you were. But guess what happened, Rob? Six months after I moved to Atlanta, Hurricane Katrina happened. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that's when I knew for sure I did make the right decision. Wow. Wow. So as you're, as you're, as you're navigating this, I mean, so Hurricane Katrina happened. What are some of the ups and downs or maybe some of the the things that are happening in your business? So you've got this organizing business Mm -hmm. happening. What are some of the things that are challenging for you in the business itself as as you're figuring this thing out? Well, first, just trying to figure out who who will become my customers or my clients. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to an office depot and I purchased, you know, those Avery business card templates or or packs that you can purchase where you can create your own business cards through your, you know, just using your own printer. That's what I used. And you got to rip them out. Yes, (laughs) that's right. That's right. Those were my first business cards, believe it or not. And I kind of, I put together some raggedy logo. I mean, it it was terrible, right? But as long as I had my name, (laughs) a a company name on there and a phone number, you know, so that people would at least know how to contact me, that was all that I needed. And I, I remember subscribing to the Atlanta Business Chronicle, and they, mm. they're part of a, a larger network. They have them in most major cities throughout America, where they put together this thing called the Book of Lists. And that's what I started looking at, Rob. Yeah. And they have, for example, the list of the top 25 chambers of commerce, the list of the top 25 accounting firms, law firms so forth and so on. So I just started going to all of these different Chamber of Commerce events Mm -hmm. with these makeshift business cards in hand. And I just started networking and meeting people. And I did a lot of bartering because no one knew me. And I would ask, okay, if I if I go into your home office and get it from from looking at at, in a state of chaos to a state of calm and, and peace, Will you, in exchange, provide me with a testimonial, 
allow me to take before and after pictures that can be eventually placed onto a website so that I can build up a portfolio? And will you refer me to at least one more person? Wow. That's how I got the ball rolling. And it was a slow process. Uh, another highlight so, so, so that very, so before you even uh -huh. go let's let's talk about that bartering thing for just a second here because i think one of the challenges that a lot of business owners face is uh, they hear charge your worth right charge your worth don't and then when people offer less than what they think they should be making um they they, they struggle with not taking certain things or getting stuck in a certain price point Etc. But you're talking about, especially at the beginning here, you're not even worried about money. You're literally trading value for value at this point. So tell, yes. tell us a little bit more about, you know, what were the things that you were considering as you're thinking about this whole bartering process? How did you get out of the money mindset and say, listen, I'm, I'm looking at some different values here? How, how did you do that? I think, honestly, Rob, it, it was rooted in the fact that I didn't know anyone and no mm. one knew me. I didn't have a track record here. I didn't go to college here in Atlanta. I had mm. never worked for anyone in Atlanta. So I, I literally did not have anyone here locally that right. could, quote unquote, vouch for me. Wow. So my, my next instinct was to instantly go into, OK, bartering. Now, I needed money. Let's be right. clear. <laughs> I definitely needed money. <laughs> but because I've, I'm a very frugal person by nature, so I, I had saved up. I, I would actually save half of my pay every single mm. year. Wow. And that just, that just compounded you know, over the course of several years. So I had a cushion. And I gave myself a year. Okay, let's, mm. let's, see, if this, let's see where this goes. Let's figure this out. And if I need to start off bartering, then that's what I'm going to have to do just to start to get the ball rolling and eventually yeah. gain the momentum so that when those pay jobs came through, I knew what I could charge mm -hmm. and I had I had the backing and the support of people here locally. Wow. Wow. So now you started to talk about some of the other highlights. So I want to get a little bit deeper into your story. But before we get there, as we said earlier, the show is sponsored by Kayla O'Brien Media. Go to KaylaO'BrienMedia.com. Let's hear from Kayla. Are you a content creator, speaker, or thought leader? Do you pull your hair out every time you try to edit a video or get really disappointed when your videos don't get the views you're hoping for? It's okay to admit that you need help. If you're ready to stop wasting time and start spreading your message, it's nice to meet you. I'm Kayla O'Brien of Kayla O'Brien Media. I help creators in a variety of businesses get a foolproof game plan for their video content. Does that sound like something you want? No matter where you're starting from today, you need to know what your goals are, how to get the highest production value, and how to edit your content to fit correctly on each platform. No matter what your budget, there are options that can help you get started today. If you're ready to take your content creation experience from this to this, visit KaylaO'BrienMedia.com and let's connect. Thanks, Kayla, for that. Listen, if you want to make sure that you go from 
this to this <laughs> go visit kayla o'brien media kayla's gonna help you make sure that you create more visibility and create more path to income in your business because people are going to see your expertise and see what you're able to do so let's jump back into this story with alicia butler pierre so from 2005 you just make this big shift you move from state to state before Katrina happens, you start this business in a place where nobody knows you. So you're literally trading uh, services. You're trading services yeah. for testimonials and all of that at this point. So now what happens? How, how does your business begin to start that process of picking up the state, picking up the pace here and, and growing? Sure. I'll tell you the turning point there happened yeah. around October of 2005. So at that point, I had I had been in Atlanta, obviously not quite a year yet, but mm -hmm. but definitely by you know about six months, and I was I was taking a course. So because of all the bartering and all of the networking, I was introduced to someone who said, you know, there's there's this course for entrepreneurs, and I I think you should take it. And I got to be honest with you, I didn't want to because it right. was about the basics basics of business, how to write a business plan, and and how to create a financial forecast. I had just finished finished up my MBA, so I didn't want to sit through that again. Right. But she she begged me and she pleaded with me and she said, you know, I really think you should. And I'm glad I did because it was yet again another way for me for me to meet more people. Well, yeah. one of the people, one of the other students was a video a videographer. And she happened to work on the set of a local channel here, uh, a network, excuse me, called Atlanta Interfaith Broadcasters, the AIB channel. And she said that they were starting to, to brainstorm ideas for some topics for an upcoming TV show, one of, the, one of which was organizing. And she immediately thought of me. She gave a recommendation. I went down to the studio we did the interview. It was it was fantastic. And the good thing was I had the testimonials and I had the before and after pictures to be able to showcase while I was on the show. So here's what happened, Rob. That first aired again sometime in mid to late October. I did yeah. receive phone calls, but they re-aired it the following January of 2006. And right. we all know at the beginning of the year, everybody's talking about getting, you know, getting physically fit. They're also talking about decluttering and getting better organized. Wow. Boom. It was the perfect timing. Yeah. One of the people who happened to contact me who saw that TV show, this this very small network in Atlanta, Georgia, was the uh, one of the, the local district attorneys. She yeah. herself called me. And that ended up being my first commercial job. Wow. And that it was right around that point, Rob, when I was like, now this is this tells you how naive I was. I was like, businesses and organizations are disorganized because <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Let, because, let, let's let's go further with that. <laughs> Businesses, organizations, governments. Right, right. <laughs> but again, I was not so I was I was like 29 years old, okay? Yeah. So I was um I was still very naive, obviously. And I remember um so you know, I came from engineering where yeah. everything was structured and methodical yeah. and there was a process for how you did things. But 
stepping outside of the engineering world and going into this DA's office and, and different retail organizations and other small businesses and nonprofits, and to your point, different levels of government, whether it be local, state, federal, yeah, there's a lot of disorganization going on. And here's what happened. I realized that I had to change. Here was another pivot. I had to pivot the language of how I described what I what I could do for these organizations from professional organizing to business infrastructure, because we're mm. literally talking about going in, laying that foundation and, and tying together all of these these fragmented pieces of things that they had going on into a cohesive framework, a foundation that could that could be built upon. And that's how you ultimately achieve scale and increase your your bandwidth and your capacity to take on even more even more work. Wow. So I want to I, I want to pause and really hit on that just for a second, because I don't think people got that you you didn't just change what you did. Sometimes right. people may simply need to change the messaging around yes. what you do in order for it to really hit the need of of people. So what what was it that caused you to understand or to know that you needed to change the messaging and how you needed to do it? Honestly, there's a negative there can be a very negative reaction when you say, "Oh, I'm going to Rob, I'm going to come in and organize you because because it mm -hmm. automatically implies, "Oh, what are you saying? I'm disorganized?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> how dare you insult me? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But if I say, Rob, you know, we're going to come in, we're going to we're going to build a business infrastructure. You kind of know, like with transportation infrastructure, where it links together highways and byways and different modes yeah. of transportation. We're going to come in and do the same thing with your business, except we're going to link together all of your people, your processes right. and your tools and technologies so that everybody is on the same page. Everybody knows what needs to be done and how yeah. to do the work. And you can just keep building and expanding from that point. Doesn't that yeah. sound a lot better? Yeah, then well, I, Rob, we're going to come in and hired. get your organized. <laughs> like, well, what that's, are you trying to say? I am organized. Like, <laughs> that sounds like you got the feather dusters and okay. Let me make sure your books are lined up on your desk. That's what that sounds like. To me. <laughs> no, that's a great point too, though. That's a yeah. very, that's an excellent point because again, with my organizing projects, mm -hmm. I almost never worked in anyone's closet or garage or or basement. Mm -hmm. I was in people's home offices. That that's just how it happened for me. Right. And here's what's interesting. A lot of times people mention I, I don't know if you're familiar with Marie Kondo, like she yes. she kind of blew up on it. Okay. So a lot of people yeah. say that and I said pay attention to a lot of these organizing shows that that are on TV. Mm -hmm. Very rarely do they touch a home office? They may make it look aesthetically pleasing, right. but home offices are complicated because yeah. you can't just look at a notification from the IRS and say, well, you know what? That doesn't bring me joy. <laughs> so I'm just going to get rid of it. No, you can't do that, right? With yeah. your business. There are a lot of things about being in business, owning a business, leading and managing your business that don't bring you joy. Mm -hmm. But guess what? You have to do it. Yeah. So it's it's a lot more tedious and meticulous. And that was I was just able to carve out that that niche and just yeah. to your point, change the language and the messaging around it. 
Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the mindset around this, because as you're as you're making this shift, you're you're changing states, you're doing all of this and you've got some challenges that are happening. You're, you're getting sued. You're, you're you're still you're trying to figure out the financial end of this. And as we've said, especially in the world of an entrepreneur, you can constantly get that little voice that says, mm, are you doing the right thing? What is it? that you, what did you pull on? How did you decide or how did you make it through the, the challenging pieces of this? I had to go insane. And let me explain what I mean by okay. that. Okay. <laughs> I say that because it's controversial, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it gets people like, what do you mean you went insane? You know how Albert Einstein is quoted as saying insanity is, is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So I said, yeah. you know what? I have to get in. I have to literally get outside of my head. Mm -hmm. I cannot keep doing, you know, I'm doing the same things, but it's not, it's not generating the results. Right. And so I had to start to stop thinking. And I, and I was listening to another one of your episodes where you're talking about linear versus nonlinear thinking. Right. You really do have to get, and I know it's so cliche, you have to get outside of that box, but it's, it's so true. I started thinking, well, what are some of the other ways that I can still do this work? For example, around 2008, when you know we had the mortgage crisis and the, the Great Recession was taking place, I actually started hiring myself out as an independent contractor to the larger companies. Yeah. So I was doing work with Coca-Cola and Home Depot. You know, they, they're all headquartered here in Atlanta. And the good thing about that, Rob, is that I was still getting to kind of stick my fingers in the cookie jars of these bigger companies, and I could I could learn what latest technologies they were using and then come back to my small business clients yeah. and kind of retrofit like, okay, well, hey, this worked here at Home Depot. Maybe we could do something similar on a much smaller scale here at your company. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's it just stopped being so rigid. And I know that probably sounds crazy coming from me yeah. as an engineer <laughs> who's all about process and operations, but yeah. you have to allow yourself that flexibility. And I would say for those who are listening and watching right now, mm -hmm. you really do have to not, not only turn off that, that negative Nancy that lives inside of all of us, but you also have to tune out the other people around yeah. you. Yeah. And that's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm as you the more that you talk, I'm, I think you need to stop talking because the more that you talk, the more <laughs> questions kind of come to my mind. Like, so you're saying the the tuning people out and I'm like, OK, you had to tune out people in your family that said yes. it, it wasn't a good yes. thing. And, and you're talking and I'm saying, OK, you just kind of breezed by saying, oh, yeah, I just started to to, to con contract myself out to these large companies. Like, how did you do that? What what was what you know, how did you get them? to say recognize you <laughs> as a contractor and i know that's a whole lot of stuff and maybe we need to do another episode at some point <laughs> so so let's let's talk about the uh the 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 contracting part for you know let's if we can do the quick version of that sure what are the things that you did to get the attention of larger companies so that they would hire you i'm 
I have never been asked this question. So thank you for asking me this question, Rob. So it's a real quick Cliff Notes type version of this story. So LinkedIn, yeah. I think, started around what, 2004, 2005? Yeah. So yeah. right around the time when I was starting my company, LinkedIn was also starting. A friend suggested that I create a profile. I didn't know what the heck it was. I didn't know what I was doing. But I said, you know what? Let me try this out. And that's, I'm going to tell you why that's so important because it helped me to understand how people search for you. So mm. there's a certain way that your small business clients search for you versus the way that a larger corporation would search for you. Yeah. Larger corporations aren't looking for professional organizing. Larger corporations aren't looking for business infrastructure. What the heck is that what in, in anyway? Yeah. But what they were looking for were process, process specialists, process consultants, business process engineering, business process optimization. So I, I, I learned how to use those keywords and use that as the thread to connect all of these things that I had done in my career up to that point to mm -hmm. kind of tie them all together, almost like making a quilt. So I have my chemical engineering work that I've done here. I have this organizing stuff that I did here. Now I have this business infrastructure work that I'm doing here. Yeah. Hey, I have experience. I, at the end of the day, I know processes. I crafted a resume, put that up on LinkedIn because LinkedIn looked very different from the way that it is now. Yeah. And they started finding me and I started heavily networking with staffing recruiters. Gotcha. That's gotcha. how I got, that's how I got my foot in the door. Love it. Love it. So, um, we, we, we man, we've got a wrap. We've got to, we've got to land the plane <laughs> oh, a little no. bit here. I know, <laughs> I know, but you've got this, you, you're a two times best-selling author. Tell us a little bit about the work, the books that you've put together that you've written on, on Amazon and, and how people can find them and how they help. And that, that's a lot sure. of questions in one. Yeah. <laughs> so my book is called behind the facade. Mm -hmm. How to Structure Company Operations for Sustainable Success. You can't miss it when you look for it on Amazon. It has a green cover on the front mm -hmm. and a dark gray cover on the back. And it's all about the framework that I've created for developing business infrastructure. It is a true how-to book. Yeah. So I, I always like to, to anchor my book against the book, the popular book, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, which does yeah. a fantastic job of warming us up as readers to the idea of why processes are important. But my book actually tells you not only why it's important, but how to identify those processes and ultimately document them. Love it. But it goes into the whole framework that I've created for business infrastructure, and it does it through the use of story, mm. which is your specialty, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Love so it. it actually profiles the stories of six different entrepreneurs mm -hmm. who are trying to navigate the challenges of growing very quickly in their respective organizations. Mm -hmm. And it's something that when people read it, they think, oh, my gosh, this is this is me. This particular character is me. How did you know? And the reason is because each character represents a composite of about four to six people that I've actually worked with. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it's it. It's a good so book. Yeah. If you're interested in grabbing, not, not if you're interested, go get her book, right? <laughs> it's, it's right here. Uh, WMS forward slash Alicia's book. 
go and get go ahead and get that book or you could just go to amazon and search hold that up again for us so that we can see that book yeah <laughs> behind the facade how to structure company operations for sustainable success alicia yes. butler pierre so tell us a little bit alicia i know you do these sessions with with company business owners really helping them to get a better sense of not just what it is that you do but how they can benefit from the infrastructure creation or tweaking that your, your, your business does. Tell us a little bit about that. So it all starts with a conversation, to be honest with you. And I, I highly recommend starting off with the book. And if there's something in the book that truly resonates with you, please reach out to me. And you know what? I'll even make this special offer just to your listeners, Rob. Mm -hmm. I, I am even willing to offer a complimentary 30-minute discovery call Love but it. check out the book first, skim through the table of contents. You know how you can look inside of the book on Amazon, look over the table of contents. And if there's something that you see that really resonates with you and you want to learn more, then reach out to me. We can schedule a session and we can, we can take it from there. Awesome. Awesome. Listen, if you want to grab the book again, I keep saying if you I want you to just grab the book. It's not an if thing. It's not an if thing. Right. Go to WMSpodcast.live forward slash Alicia's book. If you want to talk to her, take advantage of what she just mentioned. A lot of times we operate in business and we're by ourselves and we're trying to figure it all out by themselves. I've found that the fastest way for me to accelerate in business, I didn't start accelerating or knowing certain things until I got a mentor, until I hired a business coach, until I sat with someone who not only was able to not only had been there already and had gone down the path, but was able to look at my business with a different set of eyes than I have because Robert is a creative, right? And so Robert doesn't see all of the details and all of the different boxes and all of the different checks and all of the different tables that things can be put in in order to make the business run more efficiently and effectively. So that shifted when I was able to sit with somebody and say, hey, can you can you look at this for me? I mean, I know you're getting in my business right now and I know you're getting in my stuff all up in my stuff <laughs> right now. But um, I think I need this. <laughs> I think I need this. <laughs> right? So make sure that you grab some time. WMSpodcast.live forward slash talk to Alicia so that she can, you know, get all up in your stuff, in your business. <laughs> and help and I, I, sign, I do sign non-disclosure agreements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, listen, Alicia, take us out. What's what's the one final bit of advice or one word that you have to leave with us today? Oh, gosh. So. The three R's, mm -hmm. which not RK3 in this case, but mm. reading, writing and arithmetic, read something every day to further for your for your continuous education, write something. Even if it's a, an extended form of a, a, a post on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. write, get into the habit of writing about your craft. And then the arithmetic, measure what matters in your business. Look at, even if it's just one or two numbers, look at that every day. Get into the habit. And that's how you become successful. That's how you don't get caught off guard with the, the gotchas and the, the landmines that can exist out there in business because there are plenty of them. So that's, that's the advice that I'd like to leave. 
Love with your it. listeners. Love it. Listen, go visit Alicia at eqbsystems.com. Check out Equilibria. Let the, fi Find out what they can do for your business, for not just your small business, but sometimes all of this is about your mindset as well. What is it that you need to shift? What is it that you need to be aware of? How do you, how do you organize things so that you can create better efficiencies in your business as well as your life? Go check out eqbsystems.com and don't forget to sign up for that 30-minute session with Alicia. It's going to change your life. It's going to change your business. Listen, I want to invite you to join us again next week for another session on the What's My Story podcast live. Don't forget to share this with friends. If you've got any thoughts, if you've got any ideas, if you want to make sure, if you just want to ask some questions about what we're what we're up to, how you can be better at sharing your story, be, be sure to send us a text, 410-936-4049, 410-936-4049. That's me, that's personal. I will respond to you and we'll make sure that you get connected with uh, what you need to be even better. Don't forget to join us. May 2nd for the Confident on Camera Challenge. Go to confidentoncamerachallenge.com, sign up for that, and I guarantee you, it's gonna change your life. Listen, it's been my doggone pleasure to hang out with you on the What's My Story podcast. I'll see you next week, Monday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or Daylight Time. I get, get those mixed up. I'll just see you.